I have done a lot of filming in the last few weeks outside the studio, and I've also had a lot of questions from you about how I set up the Sony ARCS 105 to get 4K video that I do for my videos. And I will start by saying this, the ARCS 105, I've had a lot of compact cameras over the years. This is by far one of the best. Even if you're just shooting in 1080, the footage looks remarkable. And the cool thing about the ARCS 105 is there's basically two ways you can set this up. You can turn it on, put it in video mode, and just shoot, and it will look great. Or you can play with the picture profiles, which is kind of the secret that I do in here. And if you're willing to put a little bit of extra time into color grading, you can go from having great footage to incredible footage. So I will show you what I do. Also, I keep this on a flash bracket, so I do all my vlogging with this. Basically, the internal mics aren't the greatest on here, and I use a Zoom H1 recorder as well as a video micro that Rode makes, and I plug that into that. And a lot of people have asked, why don't you just use the microphones that are built into the Zoom H1? Well, basically, they're different types of microphones. The Zoom H1 mics are good, but it has a stereo X configuration, as you can see. Each mic kind of points out in that X pattern. And so this is really nice, but it's a condenser mic. The Rode, if I take the dead cat off, is what is known as a shotgun mic, and it's completely different. And the shotgun mic will focus in on the sound that's coming from right in front of it, and it puts less emphasis on side noises. So if you're out vlogging and you're out in a crowded area where there's a lot of noise, it won't pick up as much of the noise. It'll concentrate really on your voice. Now, the, the H1 is kind of different than that. It has a different pickup pattern, and it picks up a lot of ambient noise. And just for what I do, I would rather be more dialed in than just having an XY stereo configuration. So let's talk about how I set up the RX105 for video. The key to how I set this up can be found in the function menu. If you highlight right now, you want to select the picture profile. Now there are seven picture profiles that are preset in here. You can modify them and that's what I've done. Sony are really into S-Log2, which is designed when you are in a situation that's really high contrast, so you have really bright brights and really dark shadows and you want to preserve all that detail, you can get more stops into the final picture. If you're not shooting in high contrast situations, for me at least, I find S-Log2 a little more challenging to work with. I've had banding issues and a lot of that has to do I'm assuming with the 8-bit color space, it's not a 10-bit color space, and so that could have something to do with it. But anyway, if you scroll over in any of these, like for instance in this preset 2, I can change my configuration. So the keys here are your gamma, and I changed this to Cine 2. I don't use S-Log. And then down here under color mode, I'm using 709 matrix. And so basically Rec 709 is a standardized video color space, and it's just easier to work with in post-production for me. And the other thing that I would recommend you do is go all the way down under detail, and you want to set this to zero for the level. And basically this is how Sony is going to sharpen the picture. And I think that this camera over sharpens and I'd rather not sharpen in camera. I would rather have control of that in post. It's very difficult when something is over sharpened to bring it back. It just doesn't work. So turn that down to zero. This is right perfect for me. Some people turn it lower and then add sharpening in post and you can do that too, but that's more time. And so this is just kind of how I do that. Oh, and by the way, I know there's somebody that knows more about how the internet works than I do, but I'm having this big problem right now with my internet service provider. Check out the speed I'm getting right now. All right, here's the problem. We're gonna do a little speed test on the internet connection. Moment of truth. All right, download, that's not bad. We're at 100 megabits a second plus. That's decent. It's thinking it over. Uh-oh, we're at half a megabit a second. No, not even. That's not even one megabit a second. 
I'm supposed to get a measly 7 megabits a second upload speed, and I pay a lot of money for a business plan in the studio to do that, so I guess I gotta call them. Can anyone out there that knows more about this than I do tell me why they always throttle the upload speed? Is it file sharing? What is it? I work on the internet. I upload videos. That's what I do. The best I could do was 7 megabits a second up, and I can't even get one. Weird. Coffee was amazing. Plus, I had to come get some B-roll, right? No top on the car, waiting for this train is hot. So, We've got some footage now. I'm going to bring this into the computer and we're gonna do some color grading. Now, I use an application for color grading called DaVinci Resolve, which is made by a company called Blackmagic. It is free. You do need a fast enough computer to support it, but I will put a link to that in the show description. Now, this is not a beginning tutorial on DaVinci Resolve, so if you're confused with some of the layout and the interface, I will refer you back to a playlist that I did. I did a lot of intro to DaVinci Resolve videos that start from square one, tell you what everything is, and I'll link that up at the end of this video or if you want to watch it now, I'll put a link here as well. But anyway, DaVinci Resolve is what we call a nodal-based editor. Now, in Photoshop, you work in layers. And you, if you're familiar with Photoshop, you know that anything you do to a layer affects the layers underneath. So if you do a levels adjustment layer or a curves adjustment or something like that, it will affect things that are underneath it. Now, nodes are very different. 
nodes work side by side. So you can do something to one node and reverse it in another even, and it doesn't necessarily destruct or affect the overall image. And so you get a lot of power out of a nodal-based editor, and that's the cool part of DaVinci Resolve. And you can apply this stuff to your footage and export it, and that's how it works, basically. So the cool thing is, is you can also rely on what are called LUTs. And a LUT is an acronym. It stands for Lookup Table. And so a color lookup table is essentially a file that DaVinci Resolve will bring in and apply to your footage. And essentially, this allows you to get different looks and save them and then recall them later. Now, a lot of people get really into the whole look-based thing. And I want to say this about LUTs. There is no magic bullet LUT. There are LUTs that you get comfortable with, that you get familiar with, and you like to use. But I've always found that there's so many factors that go into an image, just like a Lightroom preset. You wouldn't just say one preset can always apply. Generally, there's some further adjustment that you have to do. Having said that, it is worth it to start using a few LUTs and get very comfortable and understand the look they're going to give you. It's kind of like film developers when I started developing my own black and white film. And I went kind of crazy when I got into that. And I had all these developers and I never really learned for a long time what each one of them was capable of doing because I did not have any limits on myself. I would use a bunch of them. And so I think LUTs are the same thing. And I do have two, maybe three that I work with pretty consistently. And that certainly helps things too. So. Let's go into DaVinci Resolve here. We are going to apply a color grade to this clip. And so this is a clip of the iced coffee sitting on the table. And so if I right click on this first node here, and what we're gonna do is say apply a LUT. So we're gonna do 3D LUT. If you go down to this Film Looks folder, these should all be on everybody's copy of DaVinci Resolve because they come with the software. So I'll pick like one of these Kodak LUTs. And this is for Rec. 709, which is the color space we're using on the RX. Uh, 105 and so I'll select that and you see boom it gives you a an intense film-like look now this is very popular a lot of people like to use these film looks the ones that come with DaVinci are very heavy-handed now there are ways around this if I create a second node and I could say wow those blacks are seriously crushed so let's lift my blacks a little bit and then bring down my highlights maybe raise the mids make it a little less contrasty looks better but the color and the way this works these are such heavy film emulations that they're almost kind of like Instagram filters, I think, because they're so heavy-handed. Now, let me say this too. All of this is personal taste. We are playing with a box of crayons here, and what you do to your footage is an extension of your um, creative thoughts. And so there's no right or wrong way to do anything in here. But from my personal experience, I have found that when you start using real intense film-like looks, like the whole thing was recorded on 8mm or something, it gets very fatiguing really quick and it feels very heavy handed. And so for that reason, I like film stock emulations, but the ones that are included and a lot of the LUTs you can get out there are, are just a little too heavy handed for me. So what I'm gonna do is let's reset all grades and nodes and I am gonna go in and select a new LUT now. And this is from uh, Ground Control Colors Impulse LUTs Pack. And what these are, are they are variations of film stock emulations. And I have a bunch of them installed. So if I'm using Sony S-Log, I would choose that. That, but remember, we're in a Rec. 709 color space, so I'm going to choose that. And we'll go down and I'll select uh, one of these Vision 3 LUTs. So here's a 200 tungsten. So anyway, so there we go. And that is a lot less heavy-handed. Now, here's the other thing is this is a LUT that I use quite a bit. And so I kind of understand what the LUT does and I understand what some of the characteristics are. So I'm going to go ahead and edit this a little bit. First of all, it's a little flat still, but there's some other things too. In terms of color, um, 
this particular Kodak Vision LUT uh, puts kind of a purple hue to some of the shadows. So what I'm going to do is go down to the shadows under lift and I'm going to pull this the opposite way on the color wheel and just make those a little less purple. And then the other thing I like about this LUT is then I can also adjust the highlights. And so if I want warmer highlights, I will move this towards yellow. You do this with any LUT, but it just is less dramatic on this one and it really has a nice look to it. Or if I want to cool down the footage, I would move that towards the blue end of things. And you can see the difference. I'm gonna warm this one up a little bit. And then the other thing I'm gonna do is go ahead and drop my shadows a little bit and my midtones. And we'll give this a little more drama and flair. So now we have, I'll give you a before and after. This is the after. This is with all my adjustments applied. Here's before, here's after. So I had a lot of image to work with that may be, again, you can tell it's a little too intense with the uh, yellow highlights. So I'll pull that back just a little bit. But anyway, it's starting to look pretty good and it's starting to be something that's usable. It's maybe still a little heavy handed. Um, but anyway, this is what you wanna work with when you go in here and you do this. And I think with experience, um, you begin to piece this together better and after a while you can kind of tell what's going to be too much on something or what's not going to be enough and so that's kind of part of the experience of understanding how to work with LUTs. So the next step with all this would be to cut and paste this grade across all of my clips from the same scene and then just like you would do with still images you want to go back through and check for consistency. There's so many variables that you know applying any kind of preset or even when you've done tweaks on it across a bunch of images that can happen. Exposure changes, the highlights are brighter in one than another and so you want to go check for all that consistency because that is one of the biggest issues probably more important than still photos because in video people are watching everything in a sequence and so it's really important and so anyway that's more or less my workflow using the Sony RX105 which I have really come to love it's one of my favorite cameras ever made particularly for video and I know there's some severe limitations for instance five minutes or so and it starts to overheat when you're shooting in 4k 1080 is fine but honestly when i'm doing vlog footage and what i use this camera for which is not studio i'm not doing long takes or long clips so it's really not that big of a deal for me and i've found that it hasn't been an issue at all really and i'm just really happy with with what sony have done with this camera i think it's it's amazing and it allows me to have something that's very small and very portable that i can go work with anyway um experiment with different things these are just the settings that i use um you know maybe s log 2 works better for you than cine 2 does and that is great and my biggest issue is i had a lot of issues with color particularly with skin tones when i was using s log too. And some of it I will admit is that I'm not a colorist. I just do it for my YouTube videos, but it was really difficult for me. So moving over to Cine2 really solved a lot of that. So anyway, um, if you have any questions on DaVinci Resolve or anything else, please leave me a comment. I will link up to the playlist of videos that I've done on DaVinci Resolve if you're interested in learning more. And as always, if you've enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos. Until the next one, I will see you guys then. Later. Later.